You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Allison J. Evans. Allison, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you for inviting me. Allison, we're talking about your show hung up at Peninsula Gallery in New York City, which is running through December 22nd. We're talking on Thanksgiving in um, November 24th. So uh, first, I just want to congratulate you for for your show. It's a it's it's a it's a beautiful show, really interesting work, and I'm excited to talk about it. So congratulations on on the mounting of Hung Up. Thank you. Actually, I think the show is going to be extended. We haven't announced yet, but um, we will soon announce that it's going to be extended till the 10th. So anybody in New York City um, will be able to check it out until December 10th. Okay, great. And I'll put links in here for that as well so people can, um, can get updated on that. Allison, let's talk about the title of the show. I want to go through some works because this is really an installation, though there's you know, a number of other works there. Um, Hung up. I have I have a feeling that this you know that, that relates to uh, potentially love and relationship. But can you tell me a little bit about that title, Hung Up? Well, it's definitely a layered title. It has to do with the way the show is hung. Um, the show is definitely almost like a collage in and of itself. Um, it also has to do with the prevailing motif of the show, which is the phone cord, which. Um, connects the front space and the back space. Um, and also, I mean, the, the back space is enveloped in phone cords. Um, there's also a wall painting um, in the front space that is obscured by drawings and paintings, but it's two hands kind of playing cat's cradle with um, tangled phone cords. Um, so... It definitely had to do with this idea of communication and potentially um, romantic obsession, but that really isn't the theme of the show. Um, The motivating impulse for the show was to create a space that was part brothel, part phone sex booth, which isn't really a thing, but it's just something I've concocted in my mind, part disco and part noir horror. Um, I'm always a little bit cautious about revealing my intent because for me, the studio is like a crucible and I have an initial idea and it tends to go somewhere else. Um, But the show is loosely inspired by Lydia Lunch's portrayal of a phone sex operator who decides to meet up with one of her callers in Richard Kern's 1985 short film, Fingered. So my idea for the show was, and I may be getting too far into this for your simple Mm -hmm. question about the title, Um, but my idea for the show was um, based, loosely based on that, among other things. Um, And I had wanted the a viewer the viewers to be enticed by this coquettish collaged imagery in the front room and then lured by phone cord to a mysterious back room so in my mind it had to do with um this idea of communication phone sex um i'd always wanted to make a painting about 90s phone sex lines in fact one of the first drawings i made in fact maybe the first drawing i made for the show is in the back of the 
um, gallery in the back room. It's one nine hundred hot fuck, um, and that came from you know looking at old videos of '90s phone sex lines on YouTube, um, and I wanted the space to function kind of like a phone sex line, or maybe an an OnlyFans kind of um, site today functions in virtual space so that, as I said, the viewer is kind of enticed by maybe some more playful imagery and then is lured into something a bit more um, mysterious or unexpected in the back space, potentially more sinister. Although I don't know how. I mean, it's hard for me. I have no distance from this. So some people think it's pretty dark. I think it's kind of playful, but I think it's all of the above. Well, those are great issues to talk about without um, kind of exposing your intent for everything, and, and which, which I respect. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I think in, in regard to what you're just saying, you, you also wrote a, a press release. I imagine you wrote this. I, I always read the yeah. press releases before this. But in this case, the press release was uh, – with a conversation or a poem, and, um, and if it's okay, I'll, I'll, I'll read that. Do you mind me reading the oh, press absolutely. release? Yeah, sure. So the press release, you know, written like a poem, um, the phone rings twice. It always rings twice. A sultry voice purrs across the line. Hi there. I'm so glad you called. I've been waiting. She's always waiting. Meet me in an hour. You know the place. I've been there a thousand times, but I'm still not sure it exists. My ears ring. The rhythmic din of bodies and drums and bass drones through the wire. I open my mouth to decline, but it's too late. She's hung up. Um, great press release, Allison. I wrote it at four it. in the morning, actually. <laughs> it was one of those things where like, you needed to get a press release to the gallery, and I was in the middle of show prep, and... Um, my director and I kind of were going back and forth and he had kind of penned something that was a little bit experimental, but I wasn't happy. We were kind of bouncing off of each other. And I, I, um, I felt that he wasn't, I wasn't sure how I wanted to kind of frame this show because as I said, what I, what I explained about my initial impulse, it's almost unimportant. I, I wanted people to get the feeling, their own feeling or their own, I wanted them to react. Um, in their own way, to whatever they respond to in the show. So I'm always nervous to tell too much. And um, the the director of the gallery, Johnny Mullen, is somebody I've been working with for years. Um, my work was very different when we started working together. And he had kind of this idea about the show that it might be, might feel somewhat like a dive bar bathroom from an 80s club in the East Village. And I kind of liked that, but... I wasn't, and I do like that, and I think there are aspects of that, but I also wasn't sure that I wanted the show to feel like an actual location. I, I kind of wanted it to also feel like, um, not like a psychic location, but a, a place in one's mind. Like, is it real? Is it not real? I don't quite know. I didn't know if I wanted to pinpoint it that specifically. And I also felt, you know, when he was starting to kind of draft, put words to the press release, um, it felt too much like a male protagonist, and that was really important to me that I didn't want it to feel that way. And so this just kind of popped into my mind, this phone conversation, and I, I wanted it to be ambiguous. I wanted not to know who was calling, who was talking. Um, and, yeah, I just didn't want to give too much away. 
I like that. So we're trying not to give too much away in this whole interview. <laughs> I think that's interesting. And, and, it's, and, I, and, I, and I respect that, and it makes sense also with what you're trying to do. So um, to, to go through some of the works, and, you know, you've, you've mentioned some of them, um, but part of what's happening in this show is, you know, you're, it, it sounds like you're, you talked about like a brothel, phone sex, um, uh, like a, a disco and, and and kind of noir horror, which which I can which I can see and um, and relates to what you're doing. I, I want to touch on a few other things. There's there's an installation here, right? There's there's drawing on the walls. There's work that's coming out from the wall. There's drawing. There's work on on, on board or canvas. Um, the installation itself, as as you were saying, you know, has elements in it like this these phone cords and um and things that are that seem you know uh, well there was a the sign at the end that, that you mentioned uh one nine hundred hot fuck which refers to that line but also amidst all this there uh, there's painting all over the walls uh which which mm-hmm. i loved and and the, and the drawings are almost you know some of them unframed just just put to the wall um they're all why up. that why that particular approach that they're, they're all they're all that way they're, they're all yeah. directly to the yeah. wall yeah well this is actually my second show in which i've done an installation um the last one was about six months ago at tsa in bushwick um and that show felt a little bit more contained i mean and that was the point of it it was called the vessel so the space was a vessel as much as this idea of woman as vessel and um that show had a very i don't want to say particular narrative it didn't it had um but it it definitely felt much more cinematic and much more like the paintings were actors in the setting of the space so it was almost like painting functioning functioning within a painting um and i think this is a bit more open-ended it's leaving me at least with a lot of um opportunities for expansion i think it's just a much more expansive show um basically i had i had initially thought i was going to do something similar to my last show which was wall painting paintings on top of those wall paintings and then potentially some frame drawings. But when I started to create the work for this show, I made all of the work for this show probably from late June, not probably, definitely from late June until, um, I guess, between late June and October. And um, I was just coming off the heels of another show. And so I had to work quickly, and I was generating ideas quickly, which led me to use this newsprint. Um, And instead of making a drawing and saying, oh, that's not quite right, and fixing the drawing on a different, on a new drawing, I would cut out pieces, and then I'd patch it together, and I would create these collage drawings. And they were doing something really interesting and dynamic. And it just became clear that they needed to be part of the installation. The reason I've moved away from just straight painting and have incorporated these elements of wall painting and collage and drawing is because the paintings for me represent a distillation of a long process of drawing and thinking and collaging both within a drawing and also collaging drawings onto a painting. So 
what you're left with is a pristine uh, pristine object, but that's only part of my process. And I just have felt that it's important to um, incorporate these other aspects of my process in the final product. It just becomes a much richer experience and it gives you a better idea of what I'm thinking about and what I'm doing. So um, as I said, I made all of these drawings and I had like 50 of them and they were just so energetic and dynamic and I, I just felt that they needed to be part of the install. So um, I, did a, I was doing a studio visit with the director of the gallery and we just were talking about different ways to incorporate them and I didn't want to do simply a works on paper show and I didn't want to do just a painting show. And then it became clear it could be an interesting um, dynamic install to, I keep saying the word dynamic, um, but that's really you know, what we felt, that, that adding the drawings collaged over the wall painting as another layer would create a much more interesting space. Um, and so we kind of went from there. I like that, and uh, I like the word dynamic. I don't mind it, it being used more. I, I want to talk also a little bit about you know, the sense of, you, you, you talked about Lydia Lunch, right? That's who you referred to at the mm -hmm. beginning? Mm -hmm. So, you know, Lydia Lunch is a um, really important uh, singer, poet, writer, uh, but also activist, feminist, and was, mm -hmm. was kind of a um, pivotal figure, still, still is in many ways, right? So mm -hmm. you're, you're, you know, potentially like riffing on that and, and talking about that and and, and bringing in kind of like phone sex and, and, and kind of bridging it with like a comment about OnlyFans, which of course is like a, the current incarnation of, of, um, of those things like, like phone sex and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and more. You're, you're also talking about kind of the gaze, right, or, or, or an aspect of feminism or an aspect of... Right. Of, uh, of, yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. I'm not sure exactly how to jump into that, but that's, that's also what's happening here, right? That's what people are struggling with, right? Men and women, I imagine, in terms of reading the show without understanding all your intent. They're, um, right. they're, 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 they're digesting and, and, and struggling with that and, um, and, and probably, uh, yeah, debating in themselves, like what is this, what's happening here? How do I feel about this? How don't I feel about this or whatever? Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Because it seems like you're tapping into rich histories with everything that you've mentioned, like phone sex and disco and, and, and Nora Hara and Brothel, but also OnlyFans and, um, and, and Lydia Lunch. It seems like this is also, a, I don't want to say agenda, but it's, it's a potentially a, a communicative platform for other people to discuss or think about um, yeah. feminist ideas I mean, I today. Think, I think it's, um, I think Lydia is, is just a very, very interesting artist, and um, she's very provocative. And I think that that is uh, something I strive for in my work. I mean, I definitely think my work is softer than, <laughs> than um, you know, aesthetically than, than her performances and her music. But I think, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I definitely do think that people find my work quite provocative in a way that maybe is uncomfortable for people because they don't maybe know where I stand, which I think is interesting, but also kind of baffling. Like I have 
I have friends who don't fully understand <laughs> what I'm doing in terms of my relationship to the gays and sex and the, um, the playing with misogynistic cliches. Um, right. I don't think my work is erotic. I don't think that it's necessarily over-the-top sexual. I think it's pretty clear that I'm playing with these ideas and kind of provoking. Um, but I think that maybe not, it's not that obvious to some people, but I think that's what makes it interesting. I think there's like some tension there. Um, and it's psychologically wrought because it's not didactic. And, you know, people don't quite know necessarily where I stand. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, maybe that's just some of the responses I've gotten. Um, I, when I first started making work like this, people weren't sure if the work was made by a man or a woman. And obviously there are very, very different reads depending on who is making the work, especially because I've in the past um, used a lot of imagery that relates to bondage. Um, and that kind of, you know, people kind of roll their eyes when they think that men have made the work, but when they realize it's me, it, it adds another layer. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I am still kind of, wrapping my brain around it and have, trying to figure out how people are responding. Um, you know, people who don't know me, who just encounter this work, walking into the room. Was there a conversation at the opening or, or about that? I mean, I imagine this, this also provokes conversations, not unlike the one we're having, but people trying to understand um, what's, what's happening here. You know, I mean, I thought of Tracy Emin too, a little bit, I'm not sure mm -hmm. I should mention her, but also, you know, um, you know, it's oh, a more I recent artist. And, and, and definitely um, when I first started making this work, I was looking at quite a bit of Tracy Emin. She did many kind of, um, for lack of a better way of describing spread eagle <laughs> kind of um, drawings of nude women. And I was borrowing from that. And my works were a little bit, I think at first my works were maybe a little bit um, more comical, maybe a little bit more ironic. The, maybe the, the gaze was, or my, my position in relation to voyeurism might've been a little bit different. Um, and now, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it is an interesting thing to explore. I, I, I don't really know 100% how people are um, experiencing the work. I've definitely gotten comments from people who thought that it was made by a man when they first saw my work. But these are generally older people who hadn't been, um, you know, hadn't been around me or didn't, I, I don't know if it, it, I don't know if it has anything to do with generation or I'm not entirely sure. That's it's interesting. Yeah. Answer, I mean, it's, 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 that's, no, that's fine. That's a good answer. You know, it's, when I see a lot of work in New York and um, I'm, I'm aware that I, I see very little work that's about 
uh, intimacy, sexuality, mm-hmm. sex. You know, I don't I don't see much I, of that at all. I see a lot of painting. I see a lot of interest, a lot of work on the, the materiality and the surface. But it seems that this content is um, remarkably in 2022 is still difficult for people a little bit, right? I mean, art well, maybe for a lot of viewers is difficult, think... like what's happening here. But, but yeah, but, but yeah, the sexuality and these issues, um, yeah, I mean, go on, but are, are, are difficult for people to discuss yeah. and, and digest in a way, right? I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, that, that definitely triggered something for me because I do feel that, um, at least in New York, it's something that the art world maybe has a little bit of discomfort with. Um, especially if it is a woman, a heterosexual woman making work about this. Um, I definitely have had visits with um, gallerists who say, well, you know, there's a market for this if you're a gay man, you know, Tom of Finland. And I'm like, that's not what I'm doing. That's not really what my work is about. I don't consider this to be erotic art. And I definitely see a lot of women making work with nude figures that are a little bit playful, but they don't really go there in terms of sexuality and the idea of intimacy. And actually, for me, that's what this show is about. It's about the failure to connect. So we're in this world where we're connected all the time, but I wanted to kind of um, speak to this virtual space of thwarted connection. You know, we're constantly communicating, but somehow we're unable to achieve intimacy. And I think that in a lot of ways, that's where we find ourselves. People are more disconnected than ever, even though we're very, very much connected seemingly um, continuously. And so for me, that's where the work is going. I'm starting to think about how I can better represent this virtual space of thwarted connection. So how the installation, which is this kind of collaged sculptural space, can become a model for the painting, and how the painting can become a model for the installation, and how do I kind of um, start to represent this situation that we're in. I, I don't know. I think this show is a beginning, but I'm really just starting to think more about how to represent that aesthetically. Allison, thank you so much. That was so well said. Um, I, I, I really appreciate that, um, that particular kind of summary of, uh, of that portion of the show or, or, or our discussion here. I, I want to ask you one more question before we go, which is off topic, but what are you reading at the moment? Well, it's funny. So actually, strangely enough, after my show, I kind of came down off of these two deadlines, and I'm trying to relax and <laughs> finding that I'm reading a lot of art criticism, and I don't know why that is helping me <laughs> kind of just wind down. But I just recently started reading um, Peter Schendel's Collected Writings, and I'm just really interested in this belletristic form of criticism. Um, It's so great to read, you know, he kind of walks you through historical moments through the lens of art and art history. Um, And they're funny and they're personal. Um, And, you know, I wouldn't say that these, this sort of reading is what inspires my work, but right now that happens to be what I'm reading. Thank you so much. I just want to yeah, wish you well with the show. Uh, there's more information in here so listeners can 
um, visit and, and check out the show's extension. Again, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.